Good news, everyone. <laughs> you have been hearing an ad for a while now saying if we pumped up our Patreon to $500 a month, we would give you a whole bonus show. And you did it like a while ago. And I just haven't changed the ad. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> consider this an update. Congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm replacing that ad with this one. And this one is just a little clip show to get your whistle wet for this month's extra bonus episode of uh, Mama Tried. And that'll come out as soon as we get $1,000. That'll come out as soon Yeah, we're holding <laughs> this one hostage. Nah, 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 nah. But I did want to remind y'all, if we do hit 750, our goal is to release two episodes of that a month. But without any further ado, mm-hmm. here's a couple of clips. Get hyped. Gunvar is going to watch Martin go investigate the door and yeah. think to himself, that motherfucker is going to get attacked by a ghost and I'm going to get blamed for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Did I... What did I... What did I do? And with glee, he's like, yes, one more. <laughs> and he starts scuffing it out and he saves like one last little bit. And then he uh, jumps ass first onto it and erases <laughs> it with a butt. He's looking straight ahead, but it, it, and it would be difficult for you to know if he is just looking straight ahead, watching where he's going, looking straight ahead, like avoiding your gaze because he feels awkward about what he's going to say, looking straight ahead because there's Gunvar's fucking back. <laughs> you wake to the feel of sunlight warming your face. Oh, God. Oh, oh so bright. As a well-known sense of aching dread rolls from your temples to your stiffened limbs. Don't say it's my mom. Familiar. I'm not my mother's child. I can handle it. I had too much. What's up, Astromaniacs? It's Mr. E-Destiny here, and we're in the RV of love. We're getting, we're taking the listener challenge. How long can five nerds sit in a bunch of smoke before they get uh, their lungs exhausted? Three years. Uh. (laughs) And counting. There we go. There's some air horn. All right. That air, lo- air horn brought to you by Vintage Sound Effects. Are you nostalgic for the sound effects from ten and a half years ago? Vintage Sound Effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Astronomica. Hey. Hey. You didn't ask for it. We brought it to you. Drive Time Radio with the crew. Yeah, I realized, like, my... My Twitch streamer persona is basically a morning zoo crew. (laughs) But that's kind of... uh, Like, Twitch streamers and YouTube streamers either have, like, basically no personality. They are a blank canvas upon which you can project uh, amiability. Mm -hmm. uh, Or they are just obnoxious drive-time people. I was going to say that 
they don't seem mutually exclusive. There's a lot of overlap on that Venn diagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Mr. Beast is a man of no qualities. Mm-hmm. He is really invested in being the best YouTuber of all time ever. Like, that's his whole, like, I mean, all behind the scenes things talking to him. Everything is just like, he's just, his brain is on YouTube yeah. all the time. You familiar I, with the thought experiment Socrates has a cold? Uh-uh. No. It's the, uh, you go to a party and somebody's talking about Socrates and you're like, who's Socrates? And they're like, he's that guy over there with a cold. And then you're like, I can't tell who has a cold. And like, he has, uh, the pants on. And then they just keep going, and eventually they narrow it down in the ideas. You can keep stripping off these surface-level qualifiers, and eventually there's nothing, there's no, like, people aren't a thing. <laughs> okay, okay. There's no, Socrates is only the, like, sum total of all the superficial. Like, his shirts and stuff. Yeah, I mean. So that's Mr. Beast, is my point. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was uh, at a party with Socrates one time, but it turns mm-hmm. out it was just a clever shadow puppet. Yeah. Nice. Oh, dear. Nice. I got home from Astronomicon, and uh, I took a shower. Yeah. You washed all that nerd gunk off you? Yeah, I didn't want to, but (laughs) the family was complaining, so... (laughs) Biscuit tried to roll in you. (laughs) Uh, Little did I know that... uh, did Did you guys know that Head and Shoulders has a mint? No, like a mint flavor. I guess. Wait, flavor? Like a mint? You're not supposed to eat it. Yeah, no, I didn't. But (laughs) I was taking a shower, and all of a sudden, my balls started tickling, (laughs) just tingling. Like it was about to be a problem, and then it wasn't. So, just that's my PSA for everybody. Close call. (laughs) My PSA is: don't shampoo your balls. (laughs) Um, that's I'll allow it. No, all right. Look, I'm I'm a I've got ADHD, so I learned how to get by at like 24. Mm-hmm. You get one and I, soap and one soap only. Well, I have not adapted my methods since. I uh, well, you got to explain why everything is so thick and lustrous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, this is this got weird, um, and I'd say in record time, but it's actually not a record. No, but oh, the, yeah, key not part average, of, really. the key part of that story is that you got home from Astronomicon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, we, how was Astronomicon? It was so much fun. It was great. Um, it made my balls tingle. <laughs> <laughs> right, mine too. Weirdly, my from <laughs> yeah. My favorite part was uh, the ball tingling when we anesthetized Stan and then rubbed pine tar all over his balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was fun. So you get a better grip. I wonder if Colin has discovered what we did to him when he passed out. Just posted pictures of it on the internet. I mean, yeah, you just, I've seen the pictures. I'm like, oh God. (laughs) Colin, I can, I can safely, that was the drunkest I've ever seen you. And let me, it's true. Let me assure you, because this is the question I would have Mm -hmm. in your position. (laughs) You are a super fun drunk and you did nothing embarrassing. Yeah. I I usually fall asleep before I can do anything stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's my body chemistry's gift to me. You did stupid stuff, but it was all fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was very funny, stupid stuff. Well, that's good. I'm glad you flipped over a couch. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. by flipped, I do mean, you know, like, Somersaulted. Yeah, you, you, oh, wow. You, you flipped off Bradley, and I don't mean you gave him the bird, like, you flipped off of him. 
as you were flipping over the couch. Oh, did anybody get hurt? No. No. Okay, nope. Not even you. No, you sat on the floor oh, well, for a little yeah. while in a way that was like, did Humpty Dumpty have a great fall? <laughs> yeah, but, usually. But you got up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you that was a direct result of me like method acting a a yep. ghost that died drunk and so is drunk forever mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean i think by that metric it was a great success it was uh, a solid performance i'm glad that i i wish i could remember more of it yeah but, if uh, anybody is out there looking for a candidate to be their church grim mm-hmm. i mean i like 100 percent nominate colin mm-hmm. i think he's got the stuff to be a like Banging church grim. I'm looking to change careers yeah. and die. So <laughs> well, yeah, this could be uh this could be a, a real uh step up for me. I got to, uh, I got to play in Joshua's um Shadow of the Weird Wizard game, and that was a lot of fun. Uh created by a guy who lives in the town I used to live in, Murfreesboro. Oh, cool. oh yeah. Pretty cool. Um and I got to play a big basically a minotaur with red fur and his name was Kronk. Nice. <laughs> With and, red fur, it should have been Min Otar. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was in the party, and he was like very democratic about it. And he would look at everybody and be like, Kronk smash, Kronk smash. <laughs> nice. All in favor? I have to uh, uh, also shout out Joshua for like conducting a game of Star Wars mm-hmm. based on the Fantasy Flight dice system i love that in a way that was um comprehensible for the first time for me no so. i i love that system love those dice i love yeah. the way that uh joshua runs that game yeah yeah it was a hell of a lot of fun so uh and also um getting to play in the tulip wood verse yes i definitely wanted to shout ivy out yeah. for tulip wood and um carol who both led games in the verse. Yes. And uh, it is a monster of the week setting that Ivy has created. And then a couple of her regular players, uh, when they run games, will run things that are nearby, like in nearby towns and yeah. surrounds. It was a lot I, uh, of fun. Must feel nice when your players like what you did enough that they want to use your world. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I enjoy how he just like seconded that, but did not have any awareness <laughs> I, I was trying to shout shoot. out. Uh, I want to shout out Zan, who I think is the champion of bringing brought the most games. Mm-hmm. I feel bad because I don't think we got to scratch the surface. We did of play what a few of brought. them. We uh, brought some played good a, shit. A really great game that's basically uh, Cthulhu Mythos Uno. Oh yeah! And, uh, wow. There was also just kind of a fun game where you like. Try to assemble ramen bowls out of like ingredients. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. I did like the colors and shapes Scrabble though. Oh, Quirkle. 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 That was yeah. a great, like, my brain doesn't word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Well, this may surprise you, but I actually have that game and like to play it. And if, if you're, if you want to oh. throw down on some Quirkle. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I would love to see a Quirkle tournament between you and Katrina. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that would be their jam. I'd let's bring it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I would also let's make it a podcast. Let's make it a podcast. I would, I'll do commentary. I was not good at Quirkling, but I did eventually achieve one. So yeah, I think I success. I don't think I got one. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> it will be by the time this episode's done, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I also, Shapiro's wife said something really similar. <laughs> yeah. I also think uh, Zan deserves some uh, uh, some oh, props yeah. for bringing the cake. 
Well, and the rum balls and the the buffalo chicken chili, which was really good. And my t-shirt. I I want to say that uh, Zan shares a similar instinct to me, which is like take care of people with food. (laughs) It was nice. It was nice to have another one of us around. Um, But yeah, also, your shirt is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Zan made me a um, Gorilagark shirt, and it is in the font is in the Barbie hand or font, and the um, and then there's a uh, atomic bomb cloud, the mushroom cloud in the background, and that glows in the dark. Nice. Nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, we played a game wherein you try to uh, conquer feudal Japan, which I think most of you have played with me at one point or another. And uh, I was the only person at the table who had played before. <laughs> and uh, guys, watch out for Kentucky. The who was amb- it? Was it? It was, it was ben, Bradley, Bradley and Bradley Thomas and Thomas Thomas is Kansas City Josh yeah. and uh, Wes. Yes. And uh, I, the experienced, the elder statesman at the board, got my ass absolutely handed to me, which was fun and surprising. My favorite part of observing but, that very small amount was like every time I'd look at the board, it there would just be a bigger and bigger sea of, I think it was bright orange. I think it was like it neon was orange. Bright orange and blue. That was that was the and alliance blue. of Thomas and Bradley. Because Thomas and, and Bradley uh, just at from the jump were just like... Hey, you want to be allies? Yep. That is a thing you rarely see, but is completely in keeping with the rules. And uh, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, we, we we had four hours to play and we got a late start. So we probably only played for three hours. But uh, if we completed the game, they were absolutely going to win. Since we had to cut it off, we were able to make an advantageous piece. Uh you know, me, me and Wes were pretty beat up, but Josh was still pretty, uh, pretty solid. So, you know, he's sort of the, you know, <laughs> wild card. head of the triple alliance. And then he's, he's got like, you know, two little minions in the form of uh, Wes <laughs> that will, you know, be his buffer zone in the war that will come next time. Yes. Nice. Next time. But yeah, it was a it was a truly excellent weekend. We saw a lot of familiar faces and a lot of new faces. Um I think we did I hope that we expressed to everyone who was there how much fun we had and how appreciative we were of everybody who came out to hang out with us mm-hmm. in the woods. Um already looking forward to next year. So, you know, keep this time of year in your in the back of your head. Yeah, block off a month. Yeah, just uh, come out here, hang out with us. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't, we got pretty sappy towards the end, but like it was a, it was just an excellent time. We who can who can? Well, you were drunk when it happened, so <laughs> uh, okay. So, we who all came the we farthest. All, yeah. Who came the farthest? Um, oh, we had a we did have a split decision because um, Ivy and Crystal were pretty yeah stretch. So I know the Detroit three. Mm-hmm. Ivy came from the farthest from that direction, mm-hmm. and Crystal. Um, oh right, is from Madison. Came from Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. and drove. Ooh, yeah, which is a drive that That's I've a drive. Oh yeah, yeah, basically she, done, and she, that is she won the uh, the furthest drive. Yeah, yeah, handily, and that is a hell of a drive to do on your mm-hmm. own. I have also done that, so 
you know, thank you, Crystal, yeah. <laughs> for coming out. Thank, thank everyone for coming thank, out. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. It was, it was great. Uh, most, if not all, all of the people there, I've at least talked to on Discord, and it was really cool uh, putting some faces to the digital presence. Oh. You're all way cooler in person even than you are online. So uh, thanks for being there. Um, shout out to my good friend and buddy, Comrade Wes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holding it down for the old folks. Yep. Teaching me a thing or two about <laughs> how to be a badass communist. <laughs> Keep it under your hat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we should like go on with the episode. Yeah. Which means we should have a recap of last episode. Uh oh. Does anyone remember what happened? No. Um, okay. I think I can probably make it up. I'm like two episodes behind right now. It's um, fine. I, again, apologies. If you're wondering, why didn't I see an episode last week? What happened? Um, Astronomicon happened. Astronomicon happened and my brain was fried for several days and Stan went home and I guess shampooed his balls. Mm-hmm. I went home and just passed out. So Same. <laughs> Same. And then proceeded to just like basically get through it for the next several days so (laughs) sorry about that but i hope you enjoyed this week's episode um consequently i don't have a great memory of the last episode but i can tell you this we lost our most beloved npc we did so i sergeant shank i oh no we lost them a while ago i would like to offer a toast in lieu of also, can someone give me a beer to toast with? Right. Give me a Mr. Robot. Do you see what she did there, man? I did. I totally I saw did. it. Excuse me. I did not go to four trillion nanoseconds of uh, of robot medical school to be called Mr. Robot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's right. It's Dr. Robot. Dr. Uh, robot. Uh, c- could I also have a, a Dr. Robot, please? <laughs> yes, Mr. Robot. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, in lieu of a recap... Comrade Robot. I would go. like to offer a toast... To Father Constantopoulos, longest running NPC, I think, outside of Shank. Shank might be longer. Shank is in, longer. Technically. But in Shank's the history also gone. Of, in the history of gaming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and ever. Well, but this... You think, you're, you think the goblin you adopted is the best? Nah. Father Constantopoulos is the best. The proto-presbyter drug goblin. Yeah. That's right. With very severe opinions about the... Sanctity of uh, the Virgin Mary's. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Very insistent on that point. She was vagina. <laughs> Circo at dying of old age. Oh. Cheers. Excelsior. Amen. <laughs> Glad we had this talk. All right. So, uh, if you all enjoyed the trip down. Guess what? (laughs) We're going to do it again in reverse. Everybody get close, because I think that makes it work better. You think? Yeah. Fix check. (laughs) Okay, this time I've got a seven on the die, plus one intelligence, plus three in fix. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like we did good again. That's an 11. And we're trying to beat an eight. I believe or, so. Actually, no, a six this time, right? No. Because it's just four of us. Six is the base. Oh, six, right. You add one for every two, so eight. Right, right, no. Oh, we get one for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my plan 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing I thought would be a cool idea for when you're, since you're obviously going to be jumping through metadimensional space a lot, uh huh, was to click on random Wikipedia pages. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. A lot of these aren't ideal. <laughs> I thought you were about to oh, say no. you got September 11th. No, <laughs> no. It's just, it's a lot of them are just people. So. That's kind of good though. I like the mm-hmm. idea of like, if it, you, uh, it harkens back to an old sociological concept of like the over soul kind of stuff or like the shared soul of humanity. Mm-hmm. There's a game where if you click on the top link in every Wikipedia article that's not, you know, like a category heading or whatever, mm-hmm. to see how long it takes you to get back to philosophy. Because mm-hmm. everything links back to philosophy. Mm-hmm. When you arrive back on the ship, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was too busy to listen to what you rolled on your check did you did you get back to the show yeah we got back okay great <laughs> we really did though yeah no 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 it was i'm, an I'm not fucking with i'm not fucking with star daddy yeah <laughs> when you get back to the ship you have an encyclopedic memory of everything that happened during the 2017 let access series which was a women's golf tournament <laughs> Weird. wow is anybody else turned on <laughs> Uh, Augie, squirt. Hopper, I know you're not, but oh, maybe you are. Are you turned on, Hopper? That's my secret, Commodore. I'm always turned on. <laughs> uh, it's a setting. <laughs> it's a setting. You mean electronically, of course, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, listen, I'm just going to go back to my cabin and sort out my feelings. <laughs> I'll be in my, my bunk. bunk. <laughs> Anyone needs me. I'll be in my bunk. Although, now that you mention it, I feel as excited as Michelle Wee scoring an eagle on the 13th hole. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> There's more to this transporter shit than meets the eye, Augie. Truly, the ancients were brilliant. Yeah, I don't know if they meant to be this brilliant. Hey, Squirtle. Yeah. Do you want to play a game I just invented where we try to hit shit into a hole that's far away with sticks that are suited to that purpose? Not if it's too far. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. The universe just retained equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds tedious. Yeah. yeah. You, can make, you can make a killer putt-putt course around the ship, though. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good walk ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's great. Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess the question is, when do we notice that CB ain't around? Uh, you have a little note sticking out of your pocket. Yeah, I would say if Mackie's ever in the Hobbit of like sticking his hands in his pockets or anything, he would notice that there was something crumpled up in there. He's in the he Hobbit didn't... of sticking his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who put this in my pocket? Stop putting notes in my pocket and pinning notes to my back. And <laughs> I don't want anyone to kick me. <laughs> Who would put a kick me note on Mackie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is a complete mystery. No one knows. It's probably NZ. <laughs> Everyone knows it's Augie because it actually says, kick me, I'm the Commodore. And he's the only one who calls <laughs> the Commodore. Um, and of course, Hopper would never put a note like that. No, Hopper stays pretty busy pulling them off. <laughs> and his notes are all things like... But don't kick me. Signs on <laughs> Perform an invasive medical procedure on me. <laughs> I permanently give consent for any medical procedures necessary to extend my life. 
Mackie <laughs> memories of one of my grandchildren. <laughs> if Hopper saw a kick me sign on Mackie, would he uh, would he take that as an order for Mackie? Uh, depends on if Mackie's signature was forged on ah, the bottom of the note. Right. Yeah, Mackie pulls the slip of uh, paper out of his pocket and just slams it against Hopper's chest. Pappy deleted. Commodore McDonald psh, burn. I know, we all pretend that I'm your long-lost grandkid. No one pretends that, only you. <laughs> That's really nice of you, by the way. But I think, uh, Hope... CB's handwriting is... Um... Oh, but I think here, just now, we can drop the bit. I'm not so good at being honest. And who crossed out deleted? But crossed out deleted. I feel like crossed out deleted. I guess that's pretty obvious. I mess stuff up a lot. Best way to deal with that is just to go somewhere else. That's kind of how I got to the grace. The thing is, I really like you guys. I really want to stay messing up and moving on, but dot dot dot. I have to check on something first. I promise I'm coming back, exclamation mark, dot dot dot. If you want me anyway. I just gotta do this first, okay. That was a question. P.S. Please don't leave. It's not an Anton thing. Signed. Clurb blurble. <laughs> Clurb burble? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Claru Blurchner. The signature is a legible C and a squiggle and a legible B and a squiggle. Nice. <laughs> okay, I feel like that mostly made sense to me. What did you take away from that? Well, <clears throat> Commodore, she's got business to take care of. I mean, she's got to take care of it. Mr. Hawk, uh, Mr. Walkie. Present. Is there a way that we can set up an automated intermittent scan around certain parameters of the planet below? I'm also here. Yes. <laughs> yes, and thank you for coming. <laughs> you say that there is. Yes, of course. Okay, so how about we set up our sensor array to scan the planet every 15 minutes and uh, we punch in CB's biometrics, and maybe we'll get a ping sometimes, and it'll just let us know where she is and if she's still alive. That sounds like an excellent idea. All right. Is this a program check? Sounds like it, but I'm open to arguments. I mean, I feel like program check seems logical. I'm going to use punch cards to punch it in. <laughs> <laughs> punch it, Louie. <laughs> I like the idea of a spaceship that is like actively like this far in the future actively running on punch cards mm -hmm. i've got program zero somebody else has got program i've got program two okay yeah you need to i think you're the okay eight on the die plus two is ten plus intelligence is one so eleven okay cb yes you were taking precautions to not be immediately being back up to the ship, right? So Yes, as much as possible. She turned off all of her electronic devices that would be in contact with anyone else. Mm -hmm. So her data slab, the comm units that we use, that kind of stuff, she has completely turned off, taken batteries out, mm -hmm. all that good shit. The last we left her, she is in the Café Bonjour. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so uh, I'm going to need a skill check from you. Okay. Seems like probably sneak, maybe program, maybe okay. something sneak. else. I mean, I'd love to do sneak, 
because that's I'm proficient in sneak and I'm a specialist in sneak. That's Pro- literally probably you're, you're sneaking. So avoiding surveillance type technology is probably going to be like intelligence sneak. Okay. Something like that. Sounds good. All right. So that means that I get to roll three dice and I will add my bonus from sneak, which is one. No bonus from intelligence, and I'll drop the lowest. You're also going to get a plus two from the environments. Plus two from the environment. So I will add three total. Um, I did okay. So we got seven on the dice, plus three for a total of ten. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry, what did you have, Mackie? I had an 11. Okay. You do get a ping. You are pretty confident that it's moving, so alive. Okay. And you have it down to like somewhere in like a basically like a square kilometer. And if you really wanted to zoom in, you could make attempts to like more closely analyze the position and all that. But he doesn't want to zoom in. Yeah. He's satisfied that she is alive and he set up this the sensor suite to just try to find her every 15 minutes and log it. Okay. So that, you know, we can come back later and see what's going on. Okay. Um, It is notable in the process of setting this up that uh, most of the structures down there, at least in the, not in like the old abandoned sections of the big urbanized surface, but the currently occupied sections of the, of the world, Mm -hmm. the structures are almost universally difficult to penetrate with scans. Um, Very aware of and defensive about orbital observation, we'll say. Augie. Yes, Commodore. You're a well-spoken gentleman with probably a working knowledge of linguistics and etymology. Well, maybe. What's the word for a paranoid planet? (laughs) Hmm. A scaredy planet. (laughs) (laughs) We got us a real scaredy planet. Got (laughs) them. A real scaredy planet here. They... That, that's a technical po- political science term. <laughs> I, I assume the wood. I know you're an educated man. Uh, we got a real scaredy planet here that our friend is trying to traverse. She's asked for, I, I mean, she didn't specifically ask for privacy, but I'm going to assume she wants it. And uh, I'm willing to hear counter arguments, but my idea is we let her do what she's got to do. Does anyone feel like that's the wrong take? I've read every text on human psychology ever written. <laughs> yes, NZ. Go to her. <laughs> <laughs> NZ. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apply a filter that does not include romance novels. Yeah, give a space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So give give a space seems to be. Are, are we in agreement? We've got a lot of space up here. We got so much space. Well, look, we're here for the uh, foreseeable future. While she takes care of whatever it is that she's got to do down there. Does anybody have anything they'd like to do in the meantime? Or should we just, you know, ring the bell, call it shore leave, and go have fun? As much fun as one can have on a scaredy planet. (laughs) I have some... Random admixtures of drugs, which should be fatal to most humans, that Father Constantopoulos asked me to whip up. <laughs> Perhaps we could check in on him. Well, uh, actually, uh, I would like to know that he's going to be okay. We did hand him over to those weirdos. Maggie goes to the sensor suite. 
Can he also set up a 15-minute, like, check-in on Father Constantopoulos? Uh, sure. Although, I don't think Constantopoulos was ever sent through the transporter. He was not. No. So, you don't have quite as a... Uh, I mean, you've got Hopper's medical records, which are quite extensive. But... I think you did give him one of the buttons oh, that allows you to have, you like, did. constant knowledge of his... You did. You did do that. Well, you have constant knowledge of this. So you don't have to do this. We can I'm, just cut all this. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> that someone pays attention to this. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there another thing we haven't figured out what it does? Like yes. the sash? The sash. Yep. Yeah. That seems like a good B plot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get, to the, let's get to the A plot right now, I think. <laughs> this is A plot time. <laughs> if, if Constantopolis, I set up the... Uh, the ship's computer yeah. to let me know if he ever goes more <laughs> than 48 hours without moving. Because, <laughs> I mean, I feel like Constantopolis can stay stationary yeah. for 36 hours, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, that's that's just him, like, living his best life. Right. But 48 hours, like, I check, wanna, check on him. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to want to know what's going on. Put a, little, put a mirror under his nose. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. And there better be a line of cocaine on that mirror. <laughs> well, that's uh, how you get him up in the morning. Yeah. I mean. So, uh, yeah. Okay. The camera is bored with you and leaves. <laughs> Rightly so. <laughs> um, while the camera is in transit. What perhaps, is this? One of my girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> perhaps the uh, fridge might be plundered for uh, exotic beverages. The camera settles on... CB's big smiling face <laughs> with her arms around two of her buddies that we haven't met yet in the storyline. <laughs> and the camera slowly pulls back to reveal that is a picture that is stuck to a wall with some kind of like ticky tack. A big wall of similar pictures, all in the same booth at the same restaurant. And it's just kind of like down in a corner. And as the camera pulls back, we see today's CB seated alone, mm-hmm. scanning the crowd, and uh, she got a drink in front of her. Um, yeah, I think the drink she's got in front of her is just whatever the most basic order is. Nothing fancy. Just give me one of the usual, and whatever comes is it's a PBR. Is what's there? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not drinking it. A gin and flat tonic? Gin and flat tonic. It's just there to make her look legit. But she is scanning the crowd for a person. A person who I believe might be the owner of this particular establishment, which, if I remember correctly, is the Café Bonjour. Uh Uh-huh. And I believe the name of that person, if I have written it down correctly, is Dora Tuzis? Tuzis? Uh, Something like that? Terzis? Terzis, yeah. Terzis, okay. Or Terzis. Whatever, it's the future... (laughs) <laughs> pronunciations have slipped somewhat. fair enough but yeah she's looking for dora scanning the room you don't spot her okay but her i mean her name is listed as manager under the you know in restaurants they have the little yeah managed by so-and-so this burger king franchise is operated by so-and-so <laughs> is there did she when she got her drink did she have to go up to a counter to get the drink or are there no six- she went to her usual booth uh-huh Look forlornly at an old photograph. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling very guilty Mm -hmm. about at least one of those faces. Ordered a drink from Better Days. 
and uh, that's where we caught up. Okay. I guess what I want to know is, like, is she ordering a drink from a person or from a... A waiter. Yeah. Keypad kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, if she can't spot Dora and her looking at the crowd, the next time the waiter comes by, she's going to... She wants to try and get Dora to come to the booth, so she's going to slip the waiter a couple of paper bills from mm-hmm. the area that she just pulls out of one of her pockets, and yep. she's going to put a note in that and um, just tell the waiter, like, for you and um, for the manager. And she'll kind of, like, make eye contact just long enough to try and communicate that there's more going on. Is there any kind of, like, shibboleth or anything that was used in the past? I'm following your lead on that. I think you're, okay. I think you're nailing it. Cool. My beer here is flat. And we'll say that's the signal. Got it. And then while she's waiting, just want to... Also, take- when the waiter leaves, <laughs> yeah. you got to go, caca! <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the local school is the fighting crows. There we go. And then while she's waiting to see if that worked, going to scan the room just generally to see yeah. what kind of people are here. Okay, so this little salon is kind of defiantly unchanged from your old days on Panamorphy. Okay. It's on a street where like it's kind of like throwing out a neon glow over a bunch of like now abandoned storefronts and stuff. Gotcha. This would be like a city street where you would expect to see like coffee shops and and uh, that kind of thing, catering to walking tra- foot traffic, gotcha. that kind of stuff. But the whole place is basically closed down. But this particular little salon is lit up like it's in the prime of its life. There are not a whole lot of people here, but it's weirdly crowded with small tables. Like okay. little three tops. Yeah. Where it's like walking across the room, you have to like turn sideways six times, you know? Even though it's mostly unoccupied, it's like they won't admit that the good days aren't coming back, right? Yeah, yeah. Does it look like mostly panamorphians? Does it look like it's a mix of panamorphians and what was the the occupying force is the The Felosians. The Felosians. Does she see like military uniforms? Does she see like local shopkeepers or like what what's the kind of mix of the small crowd that is here? It appears to be mostly local folks who still come to their favorite spot. Okay. There is the sound of like some kind of like loud political discourse, not like a not like a fight, but passionate political uh, language going on. Kind of you can it's kind of muffled from around a corner, like a private room. Yeah. You have not seen any military uniforms inside, although there were a few out on the street. Okay. And I remember that I had to pass through several checkpoints, yeah, several or checkpoints. you know, I had to work my way around several checkpoints. I haven't encountered one yet that I had to go through, right. but more than there used to be in the old days. Yeah. And if you were in a vehicle, you would have had to go through them. Gotcha. So they're not stopping foot traffic as much, or they were also stopping foot traffic? Because I remember I like they were stopping, my way around. They were stopping people who walked through, but that was they were checking like every sixth person's papers or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. She's just going to keep an eye out on that kind of level until hopefully give it maybe 15 minutes to see if her message gets through. Okay. Why don't you... Tell me what uh, Dora Terzis looks like, because she's sliding into the booth across from you. Okay. Uh, so from CB's memory, and we'll see if that holds up, CB remembers Dora as being 
a from her perspective a middle-aged woman but mm-hmm. her perspective as a street kid so you know very easily could have been in her late 20s to early 30s then right and it's been about five years now since then um, or since the last time she was in the area she remembers a woman who is not she doesn't stand out a lot she's not striking and well known because of how she looks it's more that she's just this iron-willed force in the community she played host to a lot of different kinds of people she would help the street kids out and like they come into the cafe and instead of chasing them out she'd give them something to drink and a little bit of food and it actually encouraged them to pay when they could you know if there was someone who was doing really well she might charge them a little bit more to kind of help cover her giving people who didn't have something and make the books balance so she didn't keep a close eye on the day old bagels no not at all and somehow and yet even though almost everyone knew that that was what was going on like even people who maybe had to pay a little more for their mm, so good brand baklava, mm-hmm. which is what I wrote down as the signature dish of the cafe, yeah. <laughs> um, didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, so, the texture is weird. Yeah. Well, I would imagine. Because it comes out of a toothpaste tube. <laughs> well, and it, well, what you do is you take the toothpaste tube stuff. And the special thing that they do mm-hmm. is that they take the uh, crickets, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the best source of protein and crunch. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you layer your cricket, you like squish your crickets Mm -hmm. and then you layer those on the bottom. You do Mm -hmm. a tube of "Mm, so good cricket, "Mm, so good cricket. And you get kind of that gooey, crunchy, sweet. You're really selling this to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Well, what's vital, absolutely vital to the recipe, the unwritten first rule of every recipe on panamorphy. Just have a planet full of people who don't fucking know any better. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of crickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you asked for appearance and I gave you just kind of vibes. I mean, like middling height, uh, shoulder length, dark brown hair that maybe probably wasn't going to gray then, but could have been, you know, and then now doesn't look particularly hard bitten, but also doesn't look particularly like doesn't look like she moisturizes every day mm-hmm. but you know uh brown eyes i'm trying to think of like a good actor mm. that is coming to mind susan sarandon no because mm. susan Sarandon is like stunning kate blanchett <laughs> yeah definitely kate blanchett uh, it'll come to me something will come to me someone who's more of like a character actress kind of thing probably margo martindale margo Mart, like a younger margo martindale Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, she has a, a hard bitten but maternal vibe. Yeah, yeah. She's like everybody's auntie mm-hmm. kind of thing. She's maybe not everyone's mother, but like she's everyone's aunt who will help them out. Everyone's cool. She's aunt. Wanda. Yeah. Being age. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, Lori. Metcalf. Aunt, aunt, Lori Metcalf, yes. Lori Metcalf. Actually, I changed it. Lori Metcalf, you're right. Aunt from, that's the aunt from Roseanne, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the aunt from Roseanne. Speaking okay. of uh, aunts from Roseanne, why not uh, Sandra Bernhardt? <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in an unconventional casting. But. Yeah. Whenever I think of uh, kind of nondescript brown hair, I think Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, there you go. I like her. But yeah, everybody talks to her. She keeps it 100. Yeah. She does keep it 100. Uh, she is smoking the equivalent of a Virginia Slim. Cool. Which is a new habit. 
And the makeup covering a probably pretty gruesome black eye Ooh. is not perfectly concealing it. Gotcha. Mm. And she sits in the booth across from you and stares at you in skeptical silence for a long time. And then asks, what are you doing here? We thought you were dead. CB is, uh, I, I mean, the theme of this experience is that CB is not her usual ebullient self. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because she's feeling a bit sober right now. And maybe that's because a lot of her uh, ebullience is a dodge in a way. But she looks down at her beverage and looks back up at Doran as kind of nods and is like, yeah, that's what I wanted you all to think. Easiest way to get off the moon is for everybody to think you're gone and then nobody comes after you. But you came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about the old days and I've been thinking a lot about how I left and um, she glances over at the picture. Boy, humans will feel nostalgic for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was not, it's not a great place, is it? I see your eyes fucked up. Yeah, I broke up a fight. A fight? Well, an arrest. There never used to be fights here, let alone arrests. I mean, not more than, like, squabbles. It was outside. Don't worry about it. Well, if you're trying to get a hold of Beryl, I haven't heard from him. He's, uh, last I heard, got off world, but, you know, had a going away party and everything. Beryl got off the world? That's great. I know he always wanted to be a janitor. Space janitor, yeah. He was very insistent space janitor. Yeah, well... I think he got it. Good. You gotta have dreams. I guess. Um, Barold I already knew was doing okay, though. I made sure he got his cut of the last job, but he's... He's not the one I feel so bad about. You heard anything about Leroy? No. You know, if somebody had asked me yesterday where Leroy is, I would have said... Probably in an unmarked grave with CB. I mean, we were close, but... Excellent writing. <laughs> not not sharing a grave close. Well, mass graves make strange bedfellows. Excellent writing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. I've never been on the winning side of a war, so... <laughs> yeah, me either. Well, no, that you couldn't call that a war. It's not... I mean, they were pirates. That's not a war. Never mind. It doesn't matter. I've done some things. I've been able to kind of, I don't know, do pretty well. At least as good as a space janitor. And that's what got me feeling guilty. I don't know how much anybody else knows about the last job, but it didn't go so good. I know the cops got Leroy. She sits really quietly, like just kind of hoping that maybe Nora will fill something else in and she won't have to admit. Yeah, that's not a that's not all. They got the girl, too. Finally, they got the girl as of uh, a couple months ago. But they're marrying her to the viceroy's son. I mean, you know, we were never really into the politics. We were just trying to survive. But damn, I really thought. I can't remember what group it was that we were working with, but I really thought that they could keep her safe. They might have for a while, but eventually they dissolved. She changed hands I don't know how many times. And eventually, you know, somebody saw an opportunity to uh, settle for a separate piece. You know, 
That's a shitty book. (laughs) (laughs) They always made us read it. It's this old earth book. It's supposed to be about these boys who like fall in love, but they can't handle the fact that they're gay. And one of them kicks the other one out of a tree. It's a shitty book. It's the only book we have on this planet. Yeah, well, we should get better books. They got the... Somebody turned the order form sideways. (laughs) And so we got like 10 million copies of a separate piece and zero copies of everything else. So... (sighs) So this entire civilization is based on a separate piece? No, most of us haven't read it. Because <laughs> it's a shitty book. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, damn. I'd like to say that I feel bad about that, but this place isn't my home. And I think it only ever was just a place that I was from. But Leroy is someone who was from here with me. And I never... I think what I did made it so he didn't have the chance to just be from here. And that's why I'm back. Well, let me turn the tables on you, CB. You came here asking me about people, but um, I think you know better than I do. If I don't know where Leroy ended up, where do you think he ended up? I think he ended up in a hole somewhere where they kept asking him questions and he refused to give them answers because even if he knew anything, he wouldn't say shit. Even though we didn't know anything, we were just doing a job. That's even worse. And if he's still alive, then he's probably still in that hole. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm here, and I have a bunch more resources than I ever did before, Mm -hmm. I probably should try and get him out of that hole. Probably should. The thing is, I haven't been here for a while, and it looks like there's been some changes. There have? These, um... Occupiers, they're <clears throat> back when you were here. They were all just showing up, you know. Yeah. the The war was uh, there's a lot of throwing rockets across at each other. <laughs> Not a lot of interaction. Getting to know them up close, they're real nasty. Yeah. One of the local outfits has some dealings with a guy in the the viceroy's. Let's call him Hitler Youth. <laughs> youth auxiliary. Yeah, the youth auxiliary. Uh, young lads for DeSantis. Yeah. Oh, God. Please tell me there's not really a young lads for DeSantis. Yet. Chris. But um, he's been a good source for uh, information in the past. I might be able to arrange a meeting if it's something you want to look into. I might be interested in a meeting. Depends, though. You say you think that he might have some idea of at least where I can start? I think his father was uh, overseas some of the labor camps. He's had reliable information about inmates in the past. So if his dad's connected, is he Philosian? Yeah. Or... Born here, but his dad was from Philos. Well then, Dora, why is he talking to you? I guess he likes coffee. Huh. Yeah, coffee. Hmm. I'd be interested in a meeting, but... I think it's probably best if it could be at least in a day. I need mm-hmm. to get the lay of the land again. I need to see a couple of things. There's a lot more checkpoints than there used to be. That's true. Why don't you come back um, around this time, day after tomorrow? Okay. What's his name? I knew she was going to get me with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. He's a Hitler Youth guy. Cool one. Shen Papiro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that Ben Shapiro would get on and be like, I'm not that young. 
If he could be, <laughs> if he could do a video about how terrible we are, that's creeping. I, I could right? think of so. no better ad. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. It's called adverse <laughs> marketing. <laughs> I don't know. We could send him some like stickers or something that he could burn. <laughs> like <laughs> his name's Aubin Quay. Aubin Quay. What's the name of the organization he belongs to? What's his faction name? Yeah, so there's the um, Felosian Occupying Government. POG. P-O-G. F-O-G. F-O-G. P-A-W-G. POG. <laughs> so FOG. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they are. Better. They have recently been kind of, um, not that you're there, obviously, but they've recently been rebranding themselves as the UEFSSA. Uh, oh, United okay. Federation of... The United, United Earth... Frontier Surveillance and Security Administration. This is the fake terror mandate thing, right? Yes. Okay. Youpso. Basically, they've pulled down some old legal authority that was still in the uh, networks. Um, some donation of Constantine bullshit? Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'd like to meet up with him. If there's anything you can tell me about him, if you don't tell me now, I'm going to be spending the next day finding out. I think he's a pretty open book. It'll be good to uh, work those muscles a little bit, I think. Why don't you have a look at him? Okay. Although I do have a question for you before you go. Yeah. It's uh, Cafe Bonjour, right? Yeah. That's, that's what the CV's for? <laughs> of course it's for Cafe Bonjour. I knew it. <laughs> I do have one more question for you, though. Yeah. Speaking of working those muscles, I got something Uh-oh. that's kind of fun that I've been Uh-oh. wanting to try out. Uh-oh. But I need a mark. And I know you know a lot of people. What I need are papers. I don't need someone to make papers for me. That's what I'm going to try out myself. But I need someone who's got a lot of access, who I could reasonably impersonate, and uh, who you don't mind if they get in trouble. Okay. Let me think on it. All right. Well. Where are you staying tonight? I don't know. I just hit the surface and came right here. She scribbles something on a little like note. Yeah. And slides it to you and tells you uh, there's a little motel about two blocks that way. Take that and they'll set you up. Thanks, Dora. It's really good to see you. It's nice to see you, too. And um, if you feel like telling me who roughed you up, I'm going to be here for a little bit and then I'm going to be gone. Consequences aren't going to stick to me. <laughs> Hopefully. It's taken care of. Okay. And then she uh, slides out of the booth and uh, wanders away. And here's the note that she wrote for CB to give <laughs> to the motel proprietor. <laughs> the note that Jeff just slipped me says, charge her full price. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good note. That's a that good, a good note. note. <laughs> In fact, that's canon. That's what, that's, that's what it says. Awesome. She uh, flips open the note, reads it, kind of chuckles, puts it in one of her mini pockets, and um, is going to sit there for a little while longer, just long enough so that it's not like she just had a meeting and got out. And when she does eventually leave she will leave another watch she'll go through her pockets and find whatever wad of like panamorphy money that she can and leave it on the table she's what not about worried about the mount old cred sticks Tran- she already uh, oh, oh. 
did she might use Cast those like she has the physical things still and the other thing that they have here which she's probably going to be trying to get a hold of in this day is they have data crystals she has her old one that doesn't really have anything on it but those are an old way of mostly holding on to credit information that's just a holdover from the yeah, it's a local times. proprietary technology probably yeah. some kind of like sith holocron <laughs> i was gonna say like a script or like a like now it's romanticized as this like old tech thing but like there were universally used credit and then on this one little planet they have these weird chips that they use for money okay like there's I, probably yeah. a you know a story to that that's it's a company store thing. Yeah. Kind of like I kind of thought of them as, you know, how there's or Confederate you know, dollars, something like or, that. There's like an aesthetic version of things. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And so, like, at some point it was the fashion to like actually, you know, the old idea of like traveling people will wear their wealth. Mm. Right. And jewelry. And so there was a fad for a while of wearing your wealth, but it was a advanced civilization in space. So wearing your wealth was wearing your credit sticks that were shaped like these attractive looking no, crystals like novelty it. yes novelty credit sticks yep and that kind of worked its way into the romanticized history of the place but yeah so she'll she'll wait just long enough to make it seem like she's just a regular old customer catching up with an old friend and then she'll wander out into the street to start uh, laying her plans okay um, up on the Irish goodbye, uh, Mackie, you have been getting kind of dull confirmation every 15 minutes that CB is down there. You get your clearest signal yet. It's still not actionable. You'd have to narrow it down further before you could do anything with it. But sure. she appears to be moving at a walking pace somewhere down at the edge of uh, where the lights are still on. So there's kind of the old city, which is all abandoned uh mostly being reclaimed by nature and uh kind of the lived in formerly downtown type spaces all right fellas she's down there she's going about a business her biometrics don't seem to indicate extreme distress i am very worried they show a complete lack of parasitic eggs <laughs> well, we can correct that as soon as she gets back. You, you've got some locked and loaded, right? I do. Do you think it would be best to sp- apply them to her as a surprise? <laughs> I don't know. Surprises are very divisive. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Use your judgment. Maggie, very well. Commodore Maggie, why don't you beam down and talk to her? Ah, uh, Augie, I appreciate the forthright and direct approach that you propose, but... He already took his melatonin. <laughs> I already took my melatonin and my Alka-Seltzer. I already got my slippers on. <laughs> also, Mackie is not allowed to use the transporter until at least three other people have successfully transited. Uh, Augie, would you like to take a turn? Didn't you guys just use it to go down we, to the surface? We used it. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a massage, like all over my body. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I am experiencing some sort of temporal discontinuity. <laughs> All right, uh, Augie, well, here's, here's what we're going to do. This is what I think would be. Yes, Commodore. I want to respect the privacy. I want to let it do what she feels she's got to do. But with the information that we currently have, there is a way that we can 
sort of key in as a failsafe in an invention. What if we just shoot the street in front of it a little bit to let it know we're here? <laughs> yeah, it might have the option of the desired effect, Tenzin. Mackie Opened gets down on the, on the sensor suite, and uh, he confers with Hopper. And so basically... The the system automated is going to keep looking for her and finding her. And there's going to be certain biometric signatures, extremely heightened heart rate, or adrenaline. What are other things that we might be able to read? Well, uh, lack of heart rate. <laughs> lack like, of heart rate. Lack of yeah. heart rate. Uh, high, storing blood pressure. High no, cortisol le- levels, which is like can the stress th- hormone. Can you do that yeah. from orbit, though? Yes, it's the future. <laughs> yeah, so basically, there's going to be certain indicators that if they spike, the ship is going to let us know immediately, and then we are going to make efforts to go to her location at that point. Mackie, keys all that in. Do I need to roll anything for that? No, I think you covered it. Okay. All right, gentlemen. This plan is kind of a shithole, but we are uh, here for a while. Does anybody have any business they want to conclude while uh, CB goes about her secret mission? Well, Mackie, I do think that your plan has a lot of merit, but I would like to propose an alternative. All right, what is it? What if we beam her back to the ship, but we put up a bunch of scenery that makes her think she's still on the surface, and we all pretend to be figures from her past? That could be fun. All right. What Uh, what if we went down and checked out that knockoff Euro Disney? All right. CB. Sorry. NZ. The other two two character names. I want you to uh, report to the machine shop. And start painting scenery and backdrops that are reminiscent of the general milieu of this planet. Got it. Make All sure right. you include a Cinnabon, because I'm pretty sure that's what CB stands for. Yeah. And once you've got what you think is enough for a complete immersive environment, yeah. you let me know. All right. Will do. All right. He zips off. Okay. So, Hopper? Present. Once NZ has completed a complete immersive holodeck-like replica of Panamorphy in one of our cargo bays, we're going to enact your plan. Excellent. Until then, uh, I don't know. Like, Do they sell used robots down there? I, I said I'd get that guy a body. I'm starting to feel bad about it. Well, actually, it's TL3, right? Yeah, but that's more representative of what they can produce on their own power. It's TL3, but it's also a system-wide crossroads. Yeah. All right, well, You can get TL5 stuff here. It's just more expensive than... Jaw- Jawas are TL3 yeah. civilization. Oh, that's true. All right, well, yeah. let's go looking for some uh, robot bodies. Going to go hit the pawn shops? Yeah. Maggie and uh, company are going to hit the pawn shops. Queue up. Sublime pawn shop. <laughs> I like the idea of you guys like going and looking for a body, and CB sees you, and she's like, you know, she's backing behind a corner, and you guys come out, and you almost see it. 
You were both reaching for the same dented trombone. <laughs> we both walk out of the thrift store uh, dressing room, each wearing <laughs> elaborate clothing that disguises <laughs> us from the other. Yeah, like Mackie will get on the web, look around for uh, pawn shops, junk shops, junkyards, used robot places that are within 50 kilometers of CB's last known location. Okay. Don't forget sex shops. He is a pleasure model. You're right. You're right. I'm a sexy robot. (laughs) Pleasure model. Um, Cut to NZ. Mm -hmm. Meticulously painting a very convincing landscape. Um, (laughs) It's at... What's the what's the scale for uh, like Warhammer minis? <laughs> he's got a, he's got his whole party of you guys as little mini figs. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> very exciting. He's setting the scene. I look forward to playing NZ's Astronomica tribute. <laughs> you know, tactical minis game. He's been testing it out with the other NPCs. You guys all think it's cute, but Hopper knows that that's robot for testing the viability of overthrowing (laughs) the ship. What a cliffhanger. Jeff, that was really funny. Thank you for listening to another amazing episode of Astronomica. We'd like to thank Jackson Seib for making the amazing music that you just heard that made it also more dramatic. And uh, we'd also like to thank you because without you, we would just be people in a room playing a game. That would be so sad. Well, no, it would be fun. But it's more fun this way. Agreed. If you want more of this and how could you not how could you not impossible Impossible. (laughs) foolishness i invite you to visit us on our webular site (laughs) www.astronomicapodcast.com wherein you fortunate one will find a permanent and non-expiring invitation non inspiring non-inspiring invitation to our discord that's where uh, a good chunk of us spend most of our social media engagement time aka farting off while we're pretending to do work in our day jobs that's where we organize community events Uh, a lot of late summers early falls we try and get together in a cabin in the woods for nerd camp and uh, we also have a great resource on there, the MindHive channel, where if you have a question about theory or uh, practical tips about role-playing, and especially OSR, and especially, especially the sign nominee constellation, you can come ask tips or give tips and uh, share lots of gifts and memes. And then, after you've done all that, go over to iTunes or the podcast podcatcher of your choice and rate and review us. And also tell all your friends about us and get a t-shirt and with a Sharpie, write Astronomica Podcast <laughs> on it until we have a merch section. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Write our name on Sharpie in bathrooms. Just everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. Get a yes. tattoo. Yes. 
key our website into the paint of a cop car. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are feeling particularly generous in the monetary sense, we've got a Patreon because we're a podcast and we've been around for more than three months. (laughs) But no, for real, you can find us on patreon.com slash astronomica podcast. We have a lot of great stuff for you there. We've got some bonus content one-shots for you to listen to where we play games in different systems, including Morkborg. And you can create a faction that will be in our game. So you can actually impact the game that you're listening to. And uh, we have met PCs that uh, our patrons have created and factions that our patrons have created. So we're not making this shit up. Yeah, and a little synergy. Get on the Discord and tell me what I owe you. <laughs> and yes. you'll get it a lot faster. Yes. Best way for you to get the biggest bang out of your Patreon buck is to also join our Discord and talk with us there. And um, just once again, a big giant thank you to everyone who has listened to us, everyone who has contributed to our crazy venture. And, you know, if you've made it this far, stay tuned for like 10 more seconds because I probably have some funny shit we said. Yeah. Post credits. Marvel style. Excelsior. 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 So he left. What else happened? Oh, that was my whole recap. Um, CB also is doing mysterious shit on the surface that hopefully won't get her killed. We'll see. Let's find out. (laughs) That's an evergreen recap as far as CB is concerned. It's true. I can just copy and paste that one.